Welcome to today's Plaris podcast. I am Jeremy Whitbeck, a partner of Plaris Wealth, and we have with us, as always, Jeff Powell. So Jeff is our managing partner, and he's also our chief investment officer. Jeff, it's good to have you this morning. Good morning. So today, uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, some of the recent events and the impact that's had on the market. And so uh, clearly with the vaccine news coming in, there's been a lot more optimism. Jeff, can you kind of lay out the land of why uh, people are feeling much more optimistic and some of the changes that we've seen take place in the way that the markets are behaving? Yeah, happy to. Uh, so obviously, you know, the big news uh, of the recent you know, week, 10 days has been uh, not only do we have uh, Moderna's vaccination, but we had Pfizer come out uh, and say that they were um, over 90% effective. And talking to a lot of doctors, really, the, the hope was that it would we would find a vaccine that was north of 50. So to be in the 90s is quite remarkable. Um, it kind of seems like a, a back and forth between the two that are, are uh, proceeding with Moderna. Originally, Pfizer said that they were 90% effective, and then Moderna came out and they're like, well, we're 95% effective. And now uh, today Pfizer came out and they're like, we are too. We're 95% effective as well. Uh, so A, there's a lot of optimism on uh, FDA approval on these. Um, obviously, the, neither are approved at the moment for distribution um, through the FDA. Uh, a lot of optimism, though, through the, the medical field that these are uh, very effective and what they're talking about. And then Obviously, the, the true hope is getting back to life as we knew it. Uh, what you are seeing as a result of that is uh, what was working, you know, the high-flying, work-from-home, stay-from-home, you know, play-from-home type of situations are, are now beginning to shift some. And so recently, I mean, just even looking at, for example, uh, the Russell 1000 value versus the 1000 uh, growth, uh, for the last year, We've seen this huge disparity, uh, about a 40% disparity between growth and value, favoring growth over values. So if you look at just the last year, uh, the last 12 months rolling, we've started to see a compression of that. So large cap growth is up 36% for the last 12 months. Uh, right now, we've got large cap value up just shy of two. Now, that doesn't sound significant, but when you had over a 40% variance between the two, and now we're down to about 35, 34%, um, you're starting to see value outperforming growth in a very big way. Uh, so, for example, uh, uh, month at eight, the Russell 1000 value is up 13%. Uh, the Russell 1000 growth is up eight and a half. And over, uh, over this quarter, it's almost a 7% advantage to value over growth. So we are starting to see it. And then you're also starting to see a breadth of it. So we oftentimes look at not only the S&P 500 and what's going on, but also the uh, the equal weighted S and P 500. You, know, you guys have seen me write about that a lot, saying, "Hey, you know, the, the Fab Five and the disconnect that we're seeing with regard to." Um, and, and it's not that the Fab Five isn't still going up and producing; it's just that there are other areas that are doing better. So for the quarter, the equal weighted uh, S and P 500 is up 13 percent, um, and the S and P is up seven and a half. So you are starting to get a wide breadth of uh, movement within the stock market, which historically has been a very healthy thing to say. Yeah, Jeff, that's, that's really interesting because typically what, uh, what you'd expect to happen is growth companies uh, start to do better when it looks like the economy is going to continue to start expanding. 
And value companies, historically, they hold up better, but then they don't recover as much as, say, a growth company. And this is kind of flipping in a, on its head where you have the offset going on. Can you kind of break down why that is and why uh, this is reacting a bit differently than what, say, a textbook would explain to us should be happening? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, historically, when we have uh, issues with markets, uh, they're uh, led by uh, typically a recession. Uh, or led by a overvalued market is, is why you will see a, a material pullback in the market. But the textbooks really what you're going to be talking about is, is uh, going into more of a recession. Uh, when you go into a recession, obviously, you start to see uh, a pullback economically. So all a recession is is looking at the economy as a growing or as a shrinking, and technically a recession is when the economy is shrinking. Um, and so what ends up happening is there's less money to go around. So if you kind of think about it, you know, there are, let's just say there's 10 people sitting in a room, there's 10 cup, uh, cups of coffee, everybody's getting a cup of coffee. Uh, once it's down to nine, um, maybe everybody's equitable and they share uh, with that 10th person that wouldn't normally get to it, but it means that everybody else is getting a little bit less. And so what you've historically seen in a recession is the value companies still get their full cup of coffee. Uh, and the growth companies, which are oftentimes overvalued at that point, uh, really take it in the chin because there's less money to go around. Uh, companies hold out on things with, uh, with technology. They hold back their spending, um, and it affects those types of companies a lot more. Uh, with what we've been dealing with with COVID and a shelter in place is, is quite different, where you actually had companies, in order to survive, having to spend money. Uh, so, for example, um, camera that I use for um, going on TV from home now is a Logitech. It's the same thing that I've got at the office. Guess what? I had to buy a new one for the home office. So companies like Logitech, companies, um, you know, th that were doing home, you know, doing Internet security. Uh, you saw what happened with Zoom. Uh, you saw a huge spike in the work from home, play from home. Uh, Netflix, you know, Activision for gaming. Uh, a lot of these companies did really well. And then obviously some of the bigger well-known names being Amazon. Think about how many boxes shipped to your house, Microsoft, Apple. You know, again, a lot of schools had to buy equipment to be able to send their kids home with it in order for them to work, uh, be able to take classes from home. So very different activity that's going on. So the recovery that we're starting to see is now going back into things like think about, uh, you know, once a vaccine is widespread, um, and we're getting herd immunity, what areas will recover better? And so if you think about it in the context of some of it's consumer discretionary, so things like uh, how you work and how you play, um, you know, travel is discretionary, so you're starting to see hotels, uh, you're starting to see things like Live Nation, uh, entertainment companies starting to do very well uh, on a recovery. So right now, like an industrial is uh, are very undervalued and starting to look very appealing uh, from the context of we will see those recover. Uh, so that's really, you're, you're starting to see it again flip the other direction. The other thing to make note of, Jeremy, also with this is historically speaking, when you have a recovery out of a recession, it's never who led us out of the recovery. So you've got your, your typical drop and then you've got the recovery and then eventually it breaks to making new highs down the road. The initial recovery compared to the recovery down the road almost never is the same leadership. And so it's not very unusual to sit there and say, okay, well, 
tech let us out of this, um, where do things go from here? And I think that a lot of people are going, okay, well, am I going to really go out and buy Amazon uh, right now with how far it's run up? You know, so where else can I put my money to work? And so it's it's really about trying to find uh, some value, some things that haven't had massive runs. Uh, and there's definitely uh, some very appealing pockets to that. And there's also, uh, you know, when you're looking at a year, where will we be economically? I mean, we've we've had a material pullback uh, economically, you know, spending both on a corporate level as well as a personal level. So where does it go from there? Uh, it makes a lot of sense, Jeff. Thank you for uh, kind of breaking that down for us. Uh, so now that we're heading into the holiday season, obviously uh, next week's going to be one of the big, busiest shopping weeks. Can you give us uh, kind of your reading of the crystal ball as to what you anticipate for the uh, latter part of this year and going into 2021? Yeah, I think that there are some areas of the market that are, are worth uh, revisiting. Uh, if you're looking at the forward forecast for earnings, uh, industrials look really interesting. Um, you're talking about transportation companies like FedEx and UPS, but you're also talking about uh, train lines uh, and so on uh, that look uh, pretty attractive within here. And then the real obvious are the airlines uh, that have really gotten beaten up uh, at a level where you could literally see a doubling of value uh, with nothing other than going back to normal. Um, not that we expect things to go back quite to normal. I think that you will see some some business activity changes as a direct result of this. Um, Obviously, people are still going to go to conferences. They're still going to do a number of other things, and there really is nothing better than a face-to-face -face meeting. Uh, that being said, uh, a lot of travel and a lot of those types of expenses are, are not as necessary. So I, I do think that you'll see a longer time to recover, uh, but airlines are off more than 50% in some cases from their, uh, from their highs pre-COVID. So we may see some, uh, some interesting things there. Really, the consumer discretionary, I mean, as we continue to spend money, again, there are pockets of uh, consumer discretionary areas that uh, are definitely looking uh, pretty appealing as well. Um, we're, all, we're continuing to see a, um, a demographic shift. We just had new housing starts come out today, much stronger than being expected. So I think that we also continue to see some of the trends, uh, even without having a virus any longer. I think that uh, people are going to start, you know, continuing to move out of the cities and, and a lot more work from home from that vantage point. So I do think that we'll continue to see a trend there, which should uh, be uh, continuing as a positive thing for a lot of technology stocks that will continue to see strong earnings as a result of that. Makes sense. And uh, certainly uh, a lot to look forward to. So, Jeff, I thought it would be fun to uh, take this time and uh, – I mean, take a Thanksgiving theme and, and talk about some of the things that uh, that we can look back and, and be grateful for. So I wanted to open up to you and just see if you had any uh, thoughts or anything that you wanted to share, and then I'll do the same. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, uh, Thanksgiving is exactly that. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a time to reflect. It's a time to kind of think back on uh, uh, what has gone on over the, the past year. Um, you know, obviously, you know, for me, if you're going to go directly – uh, to something like that, obviously having uh, all family healthy, um, you know, we, we had um, a distant relative that did die as a result of COVID, uh, obviously, uh, again, distant and also uh, somebody who was quite aged. They were in their late 90s and lived a, a very happy, healthy life. But you know, this has been uh, by far uh, one of the strangest years that I think that any of us could possibly imagine. Uh, not anything that we were expecting going into the year for sure, 
uh, and to sit there and go from something like uh, happy, healthy, everybody doing their thing uh, in January to sheltering in place by March, um, and you know, really the kind of uh, overall um, you know pent up nerves that has gone on. I mean, it, it's affected our children from a social standpoint. It's affected uh, people from a stress level. Um, obviously, there's lots of people who lost their jobs as a result of uh, what went on uh, through the pandemic. Uh, so really, for me, uh, if I was going to go through it, a uh, kind of listing, you know, being thankful that my family is healthy, uh, looking uh, towards our you know, own company and being thankful for uh, truly the, the professionalism and the hard work that was put in by our own team. Um, and then, you know, maybe not most importantly, but certainly very far up there, uh, is our client base. Um, we've seen our firm continue to grow even in the midst of what's going on with COVID. Uh, I think that's a direct representation of what we've done from investment management, but obviously it took their loyalty, it took their trust, uh, to be placed with us, uh, to even have a, a company to begin with. I try to remind our clients all the time that, you know, you're my boss, not the other way around. I may be running the company, uh, but I work for you. And so really kind of just a, a huge thank you to our client base who uh, stuck with us when things were, were scary. Uh, they, a very easy thing to do would have been to try to go to cash, and obviously we wrote about why they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but obviously they had uh, choices to trust us and our judgment that we'd be able to take them through. Uh, really uncertain times and be able to come off the other side doing really well, which is what's been going on uh, for our client base. So having really strong results, especially against our, our individual benchmarks, has been uh, been a fun thing to sit there and kind of do. Uh, I think that it will lead to much stronger relationships in the future uh, as a result of what we've done. But um, just, you know, it's their adaptiveness. I mean, being able to now meet with us doing Zoom calls versus home visits or Office visits and other things is really kind of, I think, for me personally, the, the, the part of it that I appreciate the most. I definitely want to echo the same sentiment that you shared. Um, I'll start off with our client base because um, I would argue that we have some of the best clients on the uh, on the planet uh, just with regard to how understanding um, they've been with the uh, COVID precautions that we've taken with them and the ability to move to different mediums to meet, uh, Zoom or join.me. Um, being a big part of that, uh, and just hearing the genuine concern that they had for us as a firm staying healthy, both on a uh, personal level, uh, meaning our health, but also just making sure that the firm was able to navigate the uh, the changes that took place this year. And also, um, and Jeff, I know you share the same sentiment, just the family support that we get on an individual level that our spouses, children, parents, they've been pretty incredible through all of this, and uh, just letting us, uh, when we need to burn the midnight oil to uh, deliver the experience and the uh, services that we want to for our clients. Then on a personal note, Jeff, I uh, I was looking back and it's almost been seven years that we've been together um, and just uh, for your mentorship and not something I've talked about really on this podcast, but uh, I do remember very vividly when you and I first met and one of the things that you promised was uh, helping me to refine my skills and that you'd personally mentor me at, in using them in helping to articulate them. And that's something that I'm certainly very grateful for that I feel personally, um, maybe you disagree, but that I've grown a lot over the last seven years and you were definitely a big part of that. So I just want to say thank you for that as well. 
Well, thank you. No, I, I definitely know that you've uh, one of the things that we try to do with really everybody, period. But uh, uh, you know, some some absorb it and uh, I'll work with it better than others. And obviously, you've done a, a fantastic job of that over the uh, over the seven years. Uh, so. Uh, don't, just don't tell me you're not going to get a seven-year itch on me and start cheating on me. So. <laughs> no, and I promise I wasn't uh, fishing for, for a compliment with that, but I, I sincerely mean that. that uh, Polaris has been an amazing company, great place to work. We work with uh, amazing clients, and as incredible as 2020 has been, um, the, <clears throat> excuse me, as incredible as 2020 has been with all of the uh, challenges, I uh, look forward to 2021 just we're going to have a vaccine underway um, and a lot of great things and uh, certainly uh, look forward to being able to participate in the markets and to guide our clients as we go through that. Yeah, uh, I think that, that all of us could use a much calmer 2021. I was always looking forward to 2020 because you talk about perfect vision. Well, 2020 has been far from a perfect year. So uh, uh, hopefully we have a calmer, more collect uh, year to, to come. We still obviously have to get through another month and a half of, of this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously, again, uh, things are looking up uh, with regard to uh, when a vaccine might be available uh, and when we might see that. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a, an interesting one, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we'll want to perfectly forget it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, on that note, Jeff, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us your, um, I guess, reflection on what's been taking place and also what you anticipate for next year. So everyone else knows next week will be Thanksgiving, so we probably will not have a podcast recording next week, but certainly be back the week thereafter. But uh, as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us and be safe and be healthy. Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, is a federally registered investment advisor. The information, statements, and opinions expressed in this material are provided for general information only and are subject to change without notice. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security, and is not intended as individual or specific advice. It should not be construed as investment, legal, or tax advice. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice. Polaris Wealth does not offer professional, legal, or tax advice. All information contained herein is believed to be accurate, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss. Investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. No advice may be rendered by Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, unless a client service agreement is in place.